Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. Our life is the total sum of the decisions that we have made. Every decision that we make puts us on a certain path. And at every point in our life, we have the ability to choose life and to choose death. We have the ability to choose blessing or condemnation. Whatever happens in our life, we have a choice for how we see, how we interpret that event, that action, and the meaning that we assign to it. If we assign a meaning that has condemnation in it, our life takes a particular direction and a particular shape. If we choose to find a blessing in whatever situation has occurred, then our life will be the total sum of a heart that is grateful and that acknowledges that God is present in the midst of all kinds of suffering. Whatever is happening in our lives can have a benefit, even if it's a dire situation, even if for a while we may not even understand why something happened to us, why some event is not really clear what the justice on an event is. For that reason, friends, our Lord was crucified. That suffering that he entered, he entered for our benefit. And he invites us to see the benefit of whatever is happening in our lives and to know that if we seek him, even in the incomprehension of some of the things that may happen, the injustices or the evil of the world, we can find something good. We have a reading again on from the first letter of John. And here we have a transposition of Abel's righteous heart in the Genesis story and Cain's heart. And we see one is good, aligned with the Lord's purposes, and the other one is evil, aligned with condemnation and slaughter. He kills his brother. And the reading tells us his works were evil, and those of the brother were righteous. The works friends, will shape our hearts. The daily works, the daily choices. Cain didn't arrive at that point just randomly. He allowed his heart and his mind to harbor thoughts of condemnation and of evilness and arrived to the point that he killed his own brother. We then have to be mindful on a daily basis to shape our own hearts at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, to say, Lord, yesterday, these were victories that I present to you. And today, 
these were victories that I am going to achieve. And yesterday, these were things where I failed, where I missed the mark. And I am so sorry. Help me today to do better and to be specific and to be particular. Is it about the way I am speaking about someone? Is it about the way that I am neglecting something or someone? Is it the, the way that I am making choices that are not pure? Is it that I am overeating, overspending, overindulging? Anything that is over, am I doing something that is preventing me from doing what God intends me to do? When we spend time, friends, with this shaping of the heart as a daily sculptor of our own life, making decisions that are going to help us achieve heaven, then we can invite others into that path, which is what Jesus does in the first chapter of the Gospel of John. We heard him yesterday say, come and see to Peter and Andrew when they're talking to the Lord. And today Jesus invites Philip, who is from the same town as Peter and Andrew, to follow him. And Peter then, I'm sorry, Philip then <laughs> uh, cannot contain himself. So he finds Nathaniel and tells him, we have found the one about whom Moses wrote in the law and the prophets, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Friends, how many people do you intend to tell this year with the same effervescent love of Philip that is invited into the path and tells Nathaniel and tells him who he is? What was planted in every decision of Philip's life that he was fertile ground for that invitation of the Lord that says, follow me? What did he say yes to over and over that he could recognize Jesus when he invites him? Because friends, we know so many people around Jesus, even people that were in authority within the religious institutions of the time at the synagogue did not recognize him, friends. It is this daily shaping of our heart in the presence of the Lord, the daily shaping of our will and our mind to align with the will and the mind of the Father by steeping ourselves in that presence of his word and his sacraments that prepare us for the moment that the Lord says, come and see that we can tell others, come and see. Yesterday we heard Jesus say it, and today we are hearing it from Philip. Come and see. Make that the invitation you have this year. Invite people to come to church. Invite them to come to a Bible study. Set a goal. Do you want to invite three people this year? 15 people this year, 25 people this year to come and see, to be able to tell through your life that he is the Lord, as Philip declares. And then Jesus sees Nathaniel coming and says, there's no duplicity in him. I love how the chosen creates that image for us. It paints Nathaniel under the fig tree and it gives us a context for what the Lord might have meant, seeing I saw you there. 
And when we are seen, friends, we have a recognition in our own heart that we want to turn that around. Nathaniel is seen and says, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And the Lord says, do you believe because I told you this? Oh my goodness, you are going to see the sky opened and angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Friends, this little shaping of our heart daily prepares us as Philip and Nathaniel were prepared to see angels of God ascending and descending, to see the kingdom of God that is already amongst us. So friend, let us go to the throne. Father Almighty, in this most wonderful season of wonder, where we are seeking the star, where we're seeking the manger, where we're seeking the Lord, we know that a holy day has dawned upon us and we come to adore the Lord. We come from all the nations because a great light has come upon the earth and our joy is so large that we cannot contain it. And with Psalm 100, we say, let all the earth cry out to God with joy. We sing joyfully to the Lord. We want to serve you, Lord, with gladness. And we come before you with joyful song because you have made us and we are your people. And we enter today these place where your gates are open and we enter them with thanksgiving. We enter your courts with praise. We give you thanks and we bless your name. You, Lord, are good and your kindness endures forever and your faithfulness is for our lives and for all generations, Father, because you are the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. We entrust you our life. We entrust you our season. We entrust you our year. We entrust you our projects, our marriages, our engagements, our consecrations, our dreams, Father, we entrust you everything and we ask that you will bless it and allow us to serve you with full hearts all the days of our life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.